Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. If you're looking for love, well, you've come to the wrong place. Because Kirsten and Scally, well, they don't know a thing. And the men that they cast on this show are truly a disgrace. So we don't care about the love that might be there. Yeah, we just want to see the drama. Hello, everyone, and welcome back for our final Love Island recap for season two of Love Island USA. I'm your host, Kirsten McKinnis, joined as always by the wonderful Brian Scally. Scally, how's it going? Hello, hello. I am doing great. Fresh off of the finale. I am so excited. You know, I was texting. I was getting nervous based on uh, had always seemed like a steady stream of social media for our preferred winners, but had definitely seen some uh, one other couple in particular making a last minute push, which I was a little confused about. So to have my fears, you know, not come true. I am doing phenomenally right now. I told you to just have faith, but you never listened to me. It won't ever trust a public vote. That's, I mean, you're right. And I feel like I was trusting in a public vote too much. I just had <laughs> this faith and conviction that what was right was going to happen. And thankfully, that is what happened. But we are not alone tonight. We are joined with yet another incredible guest to join the lineup of amazing guests we've had this season. Puya Zanvakili. Puya, how's it going? Hey, I'm doing good. I had a grilled cheese before I came on, so you know it's going to be a perfect night. I'm very excited to talk about this. The finale's here, and I'm happy on a finale night. It's been a minute since I've known this sensation, so it's, it's, I'm feeling good. Feeling good. Well, good. I, I want us all feeling good. I feel like we're all just like really happy, and Love Island Season 2 has been, like the I, for me, one of the best parts of 2020. Not that there's that many things competing for that but it's definitely up there and so we have just the last two episodes so the second last episode was just every couple getting their their final big date and then the finale episode so i guess before we jump in do you have any overarching thoughts of the season up to this point oh yeah first of all i had a great time watching this season definitely Definitely season two made me realize that this is 100% my cup of tea. So I sunk my teeth in. I've been holding, I've been harboring some feelings about some of these people who have come and gone. Some of these people who are still here. So I'm definitely amped up to talk about it. 
But uh, let's talk. Let's bring back a term that we coined during the Too Hot to Handle podcast. The falafel boy, the falafel boy of the season, the award for the falafel boy of the season is 100% Carrington. Um, Carrington is uh, the worst, but you already knew that, you know, Ali brought it in, talked about it back way back when in the start of the podcast about how, you know, there's nothing quite worse as a man who's 23 years old and thinks he has everything figured out. He's the worst. I hate him. Big time hate him. Okay. Also, so yeah. first of all, I love that we're bringing back falafel boy. Uh, especially because in both the Too Hot to Handle coverage and this coverage, we've said fuck boy. We've, we've said it. It's okay, but falafel boy is funny. Um, and secondly, I would say Johnny is the, the bigger falafel boy. Uh, Johnny, I mean, he, listen, Johnny's a fuck boy, but also Johnny, like, snuck his way and kept the one relationship. Whereas Carrington was acting like his ass was at a fucking candy store and he's just picking everything up, putting everything down, making decisions. Now he's like falling in love with like motor vehicles. Like he's just a, who is this? Whose man's is this? Literally <laughs> you can't determine whose it is. And here's the worst part. You can't I feel determine like I, whose man's it is. <laughs> literally. It's like every person he's come into contact with has gone gaga for Carrington, which is like, what is this? Also, what kind of name is Carrington? Like, is he like a stuffed bear? Like, what? What the fuck is that? What? <laughs> um. See, I I think that it like at least Carrington was exactly what he presented himself to be, and so I like respect him almost for that. That is the thing. Carrington was the openly fuck boy, whereas Johnny was, you know, I think if you find them on the outside world, we're having a competition there. But Carrington was, you know, authentically the falafel boy all season, whereas Johnny slipped up and it came out and we saw it. But that was not, uh, you know, his mode all the time through. I just am also crying at Puya being like falafel boy. What the fuck kind of name is that? <laughs> <laughs> I go back to the roots, but then really let my heart speak, and my heart wanted to say that in the moment. So, you know what? It's okay. Again, people should not be listening to this podcast with children. <laughs> um, so, we'll go back to second last episode. Uh, we'll get. We'll work our way through to the end but i guess we probably should not bury the lead and we should give our live reactions to the winners of the season does that sound good to you guys oh yeah yes please justine and caleb won Mm -hmm. they won no they split (laughs) the money Mm -hmm. and here's the thing so uh scally you just brought up that there was a little bit of a push at the end. Let me, are we on the same page that the push seemed like it was going to be Moira and Calvin? Yep. Like, I was so scared. <laughs> Same. I was like, why are they getting like every magical moment? And why are all the things lining up for them? I was a little bit nervous. I was like, watch Twitter burn to the ground tonight. Watch my heart get ripped out of my chest. And like, like I said, finales worry me. And tonight was no different, but the true winners came through. Jaleb from the minute they've been coupled up all the way to now they've been feels 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 and 
Tonight, we all got to win. I know they kept saying that we're all winners. No, now we're all winners because the right people won. Well, because it's like the situation is for them to be like, no, I won because I'm in a relationship. Well, getting into a relationship isn't the entire goal of the show. So, no, you did not win. We're viewers. (laughs) So this is how we win. (laughs) See, I am over the moon. So excited. It has been, you know, my favorite couple for a long, long time. I've seen, you know, all of the UK seasons, not the Australia, but I believe this is the first black couple to ever win Love Island Mm -hmm. in the franchise. So I am beyond ecstatic. I had seen lots of people saying like, oh, I want to make sure that Johnny and Sally come in third or fourth place. So I'm going to vote for Moira and Calvin. I knew that there was a certain percentage of the audience, which like, unfortunately is just never going to be willing to vote for Justine and Caleb so I was like no we cannot split our votes guys that's not a thing we can do like you know there's just so many more people that are not online that are also voting I get that it has to be on the phone it has to be immediate but it's just it's not worth risking (laughs) like there's no money for second place you don't care I just care about someone getting first and so for like it to be like Justine a dark skinned black woman to win a dating show let alone like one where there's like the prize at the end and like them as a couple like I am so 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 excited Yeah, it is not often we get to see black joy in the media. And so this is just a major win on so many levels. Mm -hmm. It's inconceivable. And the fact that we got to see it happen right before our eyes, given the nature of the show, the fact that we were getting Jaleb content day in, day out for a couple weeks here. So to watch their love grow together and then to watch them secure the bag at the end Nothing made me happier because here's the thing. I know that the money thing at the end is supposed to be dramatic as well. It Mm. wasn't because we knew they were going to split it, but I was so happy that I did not care that it wasn't dramatic. I didn't want it to be dramatic. When he said, I'm going to split the money with my girl, Justine, and she's doing like the little like shimmy, like (laughs) exciting shaking like that was pure gold. I didn't need the drama. The only time I would want someone to take the money is if it was like Selly taking it from Johnny and thankfully we didn't have to go there because the right couple actually won and I'm it's just such a dream. I would say that's not the only time I would want. There have been many. Like in this I love season. myself. Yeah, okay. Maybe even not just this season. <laughs> but there are many times on reality TV where, you know, I am always excited for a prisoner's dilemma pretty much. I want it to be, you know, the 50-50 traditional. It has led to great moments on other shows, but Love Island like uh, I feel like it's just not necessarily there for the show. They keep it like going, but uh, you know, the money is not to be made on the show. It's to be made on Instagram after. So, oh, <laughs> I think no one yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, there is definitely going to be some new influencers in town, not to the level of UK Love Island, but still, I think that there will be some healthy Instagram followings, and we will be keeping a close eye on that. So, shall we see how we got there from the the last dates to the the money at the end? Let's do it. Go on a journey. We shall. A journey. (laughs) The word that starts with J and rhymes with Ernie. (laughs) that was one of the voiceover jokes for people who didn't catch it or who don't watch the show um so the start of the tuesday episode is a really cute Sally and justine conversation talking about all the different relationships the different perspectives um mostly talking about carrington and laurel uh 
but just it's Sully and Justine together, and I I just love to see it. Mm-hmm. The friendship of the season. They're talking about like the fallout from the vote when Lakin and Bennett went home, and uh, it's interesting because I wonder if like Carrington and Laurel did talk to Sally and Johnny about why they voted them out or stuff like that. But Justine says that like even she was like not a hundred percent sure about Carrington and Laurel. So I feel like that kind of says a decent amount about them. Uh, but Caleb like had seen a different side of their relationships speaking to Carrington every day. So, you know, a nice little check in after the vote out last week. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so <laughs> then you get an equally as important check-in, uh, Calvin making the most difficult food to make, a grilled cheese sandwich, uh, for Miss Moira. Yeah, so the fact, like, if your personality is I can whip up a mean grilled cheese, stop. Like, you, you, you need so much more development than where you're at already. Like, big mad. You're making a grilled cheese. Toddlers can make it. You put cheese in the middle. You butter both sides. You flippity flip, flippity flip. You eat it. Like, it's not rocket science. Okay? So, I, I'm like, here's the thing, though. Moira is eating this up. Okay? And here's the thing with this coupling. Let me just get into both of them right now. They're both literally the friend zone couple. Mm-hmm. They got friend zoned to shit this season to the point where they're like, hey, well, we started together. Let's finish together. I'm like, well, I do think that it's cute and you know, some part of me thinks that they're starting to make a connection happen, but like, they're literally the grilled cheese of couples in this house. There's <laughs> there. I mean, yeah, hey. Calvin... It's 50% grilled cheese, 50% just calling her Miss Moira. Like, that's the extent of their relationship. There's nothing else. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, don't call them the grilled cheese of the villa because, like, grilled cheese are good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but, like, here's the thing. Grilled cheese is just there. Like, at any given point, you can open your fridge and 95% of the time you can make a grilled cheese because those ingredients just exist. It's nothing special. I don't think I have any of the ingredients for grilled cheese right now, and that's sad. Kirsten, that says more about you, I swear. <laughs> no, I think it's like I just I don't normally keep bread in the house because I live alone and it goes bad. And then mm, I don't eat that much cheese and I just don't have butter right now. I just on the list. Um, but also pro tip for anyone making a grilled cheese sandwich, use garlic butter. Yes. Life changing. Be way better. We um, there's this place in Montreal that I took Liana to. It was an Italian place, but. In the um, on the weekends in the morning, it's more of a brunch spot, and they have all you can eat bread, um, and they have like an open fire kind of situation. You get they have different types of butter. Garlic butter is one is of them. Pacini- like, is this Pacini's? And you oh, can, it they, is Pacini. They do it breakfast. Is 100% Pacini. Yeah, they do breakfast on the weekends. What? Yeah, <laughs> I'm so, so good. Sad. I, there's not one here, but there wasn't. <laughs> It's a give and take happiness. Oh, it really cry. is. <laughs> yeah, I miss that bread. Oh, so. Pacini's is the best, and it's just for the bread. Because let me tell you, the pasta not that great. Oh, it's it's super mediocre. I had a lasagna there. You you could have told me like it came out of a box. I wouldn't be surprised. I guarantee but. <laughs> you, Puya, it did come out of a box. I mean, the bread was so good that I don't care. <laughs> that's the that's the truth. Yeah, and no. I made the bread myself. Well, I buttered it myself. So yeah, bad. it's for like <laughs> so they have like a garlic bread bar there, scallion. With any pasta you order, um, you can just have unlimited bread, and they have like ten different types of bread and like ten different types of spreads, and you make the yeah. 
garlic bread. You had bread. me at bread bar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, like, so it's so good. Also, did we note that Kirsten kind of went a half Calvin there with the bread and spread rhyme, or was that just me doing on notice? Well, that wasn't on purpose. <laughs> That's just sure. what it's called. True. True. All right. All right. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Uh, again, to to take us back where we started. Grilled cheese is not a personality trait or shouldn't be one. <laughs> I feel like a lot of things aren't personality traits, but people try to take them on. It's true. Um, so then we get a cute Caleb and Justine moment. Uh, Justine asks Caleb to tell her a story while she is taking a shower. And he makes up a fairy tale about a king and queen. And it's just really cute and perfect. I love them. Yeah, I like this. You don't have a podcast to listen to while you're showering. So, like, hey, come tell me a story, please. Um, I, but I like it. Like, Caleb is just smiling the whole time. Like, it's a good little cute scene for them. Like, the episode before the finale. So, I'm happy about it. Mm-hmm. Anything to bump up the already existing Jayla fan base is a win for me. And this was no different. Hell yeah. Um, so then it goes to the next morning where at wake up time, Sally gets a text that all of the couples will be going on their final dates. So throughout this day, you kind of see fewer and fewer people in the villa as people are getting their texts, heading out on their dates, coming back and talking about them. Um, I thought it was really fun. Uh, so the first date we get is Carrington and Laurel. And it is. How many dates has Carrington been on Scally? This is Carrington's seventh date and Laurel's first, which is insane that even like he's had more people than he has dates and he still has seven dates. Date guy. Date guy is right. They keep calling him date guy for a reason. And it's something that like, I definitely clocked them calling him date guy every time, but it just never occurred to me to count how many dates he had been on seven. Okay. Uh, (laughs) So they get to drive off through the desert. Um, They have a little picnic set up um, and they just kind of go over their memories with each other. uh, Talking about, Basically, like, being thankful that they chose each other, pretty much. Uh, and like, oh, yeah, it's only been three weeks, but I care a lot about you. And it's like, sure, Carrington. <laughs> I love Carrington, first of all, wearing, like, his driving gloves. That was always, like, this is unnecessary, but sure. And then I love Laurel's favorite memory being, like, uh, my favorite memory is when you almost didn't pick me at the recoupling. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. what? <laughs> but then my you favorite- did. <laughs> yeah no honestly there's nothing better than looking back in time and thinking about that time where you were literally a coin toss away from not being with the person you allegedly love really a coin toss away like this is a good time it's a good time to to think back to <laughs> and like here's the thing that could have equally then been her worst memory if he literally hiccuped and said the other name which i don't think was it was that close for me <laughs> Yeah, like Carrington made the decision when the second syllable of the name was coming out of his mouth. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, Laurel. And so they're like, whatever, it's cute. They come back and Carrington is definitely far more excited about the Ferrari that he got to drive. Um, It's his dream car. I he was talking about it and I was like, I don't remember the car. Yeah, but I guess so, it was a really cool car. 
Yeah, it was a red Ferrari. He got to drive it through the Valley of Fire. And all I kept thinking about is, Lord, please don't let Carrington do stuff with Laurel later tonight with gloves on because it seems uh, like he's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Booyah! I mean, I'm, I, I didn't describe it. I'm not going full Mike Bloom and here, it's but like, like extra gross because you said do stuff to not with. Oh snap! Yeah, that's that's very uncouth. Um, with I change it to with in post. Make it with, please. I'm I'm no, sorry. I edit this podcast. <laughs> well, hey, at least they talk about visiting each other once or twice a month, which is like that's a great plan. But that's a lot of flying right now to be going on. You get there, you quarantine for two weeks, then you go home, then you quarantine for two weeks, then you go back. <laughs> Yeah, no, they're just going to be in and out of quarantines. Yeah, two, like once or twice a month is like, it's optimistic. Where, let's see, where, where, well, how far apart are they geographically speaking? He, like, pretty far. We, he is <laughs> in, in Utah, Utah and Alabama. He's in Alabama. Now, okay. That's pretty far, right? Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, for uh, any other non-Americans also listening, it's pretty far. Yeah, yeah they're going to see each other like once a month. If No, they're going to see each other one time and then they're going to do three Instagram lives and then he is going to DM Lakin. <laughs> is he going to DM Lakin or is he going to go elsewhere? Is that your, are well, we taking profits here? I'm not saying he's going to be exclusive with Lakin. Hmm. I have a feeling that he might be DMing one Julia. Because if there's, if there's anything I've learned about Carrington is that he's a, like, he treats people like a sampler platter and he has to have a little bit of everything because he's Carrington and he is, you know, the alpha or whatever nonsense he so thinks he is. Do you, okay, but do you think he's actually going to slide into the DMs of someone from Love Island US season one so he can be the James Ryan of Love Island? There you go. Yeah, Carrington doesn't slide back. He's not going backwards towards someone. It's either mm-hmm. going to be someone that he, you know, didn't have any relationship with in the villa, someone new. Uh, yeah, I don't see this one lasting too long. No, I have a feeling it's it's going to be shambolic to start. And like, again, just hearing them talk throughout these episodes, it just feels so forced. Like, no, you say these words, you say you have feelings for me and I'll say I have feelings for you because we got to try and make something work here. Yeah, because they're like one hundred thousand dollars is on the line. And maybe if we trick America, we can make some money. It might yeah. be over now. This filmed yesterday. Yeah, honestly, they might <laughs> already have gone their separate ways. It's possible. I mean, Calvin and Moira are definitely broken up by now, but <laughs> just, but I'm not sure about Carrington and Laurel. I think maybe got a couple more days in them. Well, we'll get to that when we see it. In the meantime, we have a beautiful date of Sally and Justine, hashtag Celine. They make their own date. They toast to being friends with each other, how much they love each other. Justine calls Sally a chicken nugget, which is the second time she's been called a chicken nugget this season. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good pet name that's fine this was my second favorite date <laughs> i am very in on this friendship but i said but before put them on the next season of the amazing race if that ever gets filming again so mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. i'm invested yeah no, i big, just love big them. time yeah and like sally's energy really is unmatched to anybody that was on the entire season 
Yeah, if you're going to send some, like they did, if you're going to send someone a text in the morning, like you want someone to, like you send it to Sally. She's going to wake everybody up. Yeah, I thought they wanted her to like sneak out like quietly, but she was like, guess what? I'm like, okay. <laughs> She's like, I got a text. Sally has more energy, like 0.5 seconds after waking up than I ever have during the day. Yeah. I wish that she was a spin instructor. So I feel like she could really get me motivated. Hmm. I could see that. She has that. Like spin instructors are normally tiny people that yell at you. And so I feel like she has all the requirements. Like, yeah, like a Jillian Michaels type. No, but like a nice one. Jillian Michaels is mean. Yeah. I mean, there's a thin line between motivating with some yelling and then being a complete and utter dick, which I think is more close <laughs> yeah. to chilly. Like if Sally would be like, <laughs> okay guys, uh, I know you can do it. I know you like turn your resistance up. You have it. Like you're going to climb this hill to show yourself that you can do it. Like it should be like that kind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can see that with her water aerobics. Yeah. Yeah. She might need some training. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. <laughs> so then we get to see Justine and Caleb's date, and they had to go early because it was a daytime date. They got to take a helicopter over the Grand Canyon and then, like, a picnic next to the Grand Canyon. Uh... It's just so beautiful. They both look so good and they look so happy and they kind of go over their whole experience and how like they haven't like expressed their love, but now's the time they say that they love you to each other. And it's just so powerful and beautiful and the Grand Canyon's right there. This was, was oh yeah, yeah, this was easily to me the best date mm-hmm. and the best choice for a date. Just if not just for the the footage that they're gonna have for the rest of their lives together. Like that that shot was incredible. Having that still was great. And then also, I feel like a picnic by the Grand Canyon. How often are you gonna be doing that? It's a bit of a it's a bit of a schlep. It's a bit of a trek if you end up doing it independently. So to ride in on a helicopter and then get that treatment it's great also my favorite part of this is because it's very obvious that the main question here is when did you realize you like me with the couples like this is kind of where they're going to talk about that and then to go from uh lauren's whole like when you decided to pick me over lakin to 
Caleb talking about at the hot tub when you made yourself vulnerable. Like we're going back in time with this couple. Again, this shows the evolution of this couple and I've just loved every bit of it. And then of course we get the three words that everyone wants to hear when they're in a relationship with the appropriate time having passed for both parties, of course. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that thing is, so this date comes up second and I was surprised because you usually want to put your favorites towards the end. You want to give them the biggest boost right before the vote. But Mm -hmm. then once you see the other two dates, it's pretty clear why you gave them this date because this is the best one. The Grand Canyon was awesome. Like I love Caleb being like super nervous and she's like like oh you're like you're shaking he's like don't expose me like that <laughs> so um and even when justine finally like says back like that she loves him and he like breathes like this huge sigh of relief like clutching his heart i uh, like great moments from both of them big fan of the couple you know overall like great date all i could have wanted out of them yeah, and that's a really good point that Puya made also about, like, the images and footage that they'll have. Like, uh, one of my absolute best friends, they have pictures from their wedding um, where the photographer wanted these shots for their portfolio and paid to have them taken up to the top of a mountain in a helicopter. And they have all these beautiful photos, like, on the snow cap of a mountain next to a helicopter. And they're so beautiful. And I'm just so happy that Caleb and Justine have the same thing, but without the snow. Um, no i again again you can't have a more unique memory than that like the other three dates well maybe the carrington one as well was a little bit there but i feel like the other dates you might not have it as close to that experience but you could get it done i feel like it's an easier thing to do but this was just way more unique and special for me so i love that they got to do it but i also do think that given the fact that they were the daylight one scally i I'm upset that they weren't the ones to go last, but I understand why, given the daylight nighttime stuff that they were doing. Exactly. This is where if they had like spread these out over two episodes, you would do this like the second day during the day. That's the end. But being that it was one episode, I understand why they had to put it here. Yeah. Yeah. It was just for continuity. I feel like they would have put it at the end if they could have. Um, Mm -hmm. So as they're coming back from this date, um, everyone's talking about how, like, oh, Caleb is going to propose. And then they come back and tell everyone that they said that they love each other and everyone just is so supportive and happy for them. And it's just the best. I would not say that everyone was saying. I would say that Johnny. I don't care about Johnny. I care about everyone good. It came off for a little bit like me, like, rolling his eyes like oh like now caleb's gonna do this like knowing like oh this final vote's coming up and he's gonna do this and get that last minute push so definitely like johnny's thinking in that way is caleb i don't know but definitely like (laughs) clocked that for me yeah johnny is a demon whoa (laughs) (laughs) wow i don't think that that's that harsh <laughs> Tell us how you really harsh. feel, though. <laughs> <laughs> you should hear what I say. Not on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. I have no filter. There's nothing. <laughs> so then we get the uh, Calvin and Moira date. Um, which before they get the date, Calvin is, I guess, seeing how fast he can run across all of the beds. I don't. Yeah. This is Just relatable. Up. When yeah, you're in a hotel room, you jump on the beds. 
Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. I've definitely like jumped back and forth between like the two beds in a hotel room. Yeah. Yeah. So imagine you have seven lined up. You're going to run across. Yeah, them. I would end up in the hospital because I break my face. <laughs> well, might have been better than the date they got. Mm. Uh, so they get all dolled up for their date. And I will say that I thought both of them looked very, very good. Um, Moira really should wear exclusively red, I think. Mm. Red agrees with her. Red agrees with her. And so they go to like a suite where they have like a string quartet is there, I think. There might have been more than four, but I wasn't paying that close attention. Uh, and they're they're talking about their experience. But then I feel like the biggest part of this date is that Calvin has never had oysters, but has heard they're an aphrodisiac. So Moira feeds him one. And he fully chokes on it and also clearly doesn't (laughs) like it. (laughs) Uh, Calvin is that guy, though, who, like, as soon as oysters are on the table, like, you know, (laughs) like, yeah, everyone knows Calvin. (laughs) Like, everyone knows the rumor. But, like, he is the one who has to point it out, of course. Mm. It it sounded like he barely got the word aphrodisiac out, out as well. It I, seemed like he tripped up on it a little well, bit. Did you hear him reading out loud at the end? I don't know if he knows words. <laughs> no. Like he, Calvin does seem more like a chicken McNuggets type of guy to me, to be honest with you. Um, and not so much an oysters guy. I mean, he did see, he did confess that he's not into the seafood. Keep um, me away from Calvin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh no! What did you think of the music playing during their this whole situation? They had the thousand miles parody, or not parody, but cover. Um, you know, at first I was curious for who covered it, and I was like, "This mm-hmm. is like a good rendition," but I would never listen to this over the original. So ultimately, it did not hit the ad on the iPhone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've we've gotten a lot of good covers this season, but that would not be um, the one for me. Now, as a lifelong vegetarian, I've also never had an oyster, but I think they look ucky. Are they good or bad? What's the verdict? Scally, have you indulged in the oysters? I have also not had an oyster. I, I do like seafood, but oyster is not one that I have delved into. Yeah, I'm a big seafood guy. Love my fish, love my shrimp, especially. Um, also never had oysters because, well, first of all, there's nothing fancy about me. So <laughs> you're not going to find me, you know, shelling out the money, pun intended, for oysters. However, Kristen, I do co-sign with you that they do look icky. There's something snotty about them, not snobby. Well, snobby, too. Yeah, like just the texture <laughs> of them looks like um, weird. And then it's like, aren't they still alive when you eat them? And then like, yeah, well, here's my thing is that. I'm not really picky with food, so I think I would enjoy it if I try it. But also, I'm not seeking it out. And if it's on a menu somewhere, I'm more likely to not get it because I'm like, I don't want to spend money on this and then not like it, you know? It's got to be free. I feel Mm -hmm. like there's lots of places that do like oyster happy hour where you can get it for a reasonable price. You got to find yourself at a nice cocktail hour, hopefully when those Mm -hmm. are a thing again. That's when, but then there's too many people around. Yeah. I used to struggle to take pills, let alone a full oyster all in one. So (laughs) 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 it's a little intimidating. (laughs) Um, Kirsten is evaporated. No, I'm fine. I, uh, 
Anyways, uh, it's also very strange to me that this is, I just binge watched um, the new Ryan Murphy show Ratchet, and there's a scene in that where someone feeds someone oysters for their first time having it, and it was a lot more sensual in Ratchet. <laughs> yeah, Cal tried his hardest, but not a sensual scene. Oh, he like choked on it and also clearly hated it. Like he's like, yeah. it's, it's good. You could tell he wants to spit it out, but he's on TV, so he can't. That was like me stomaching a Calvin and Moira scene this last week. You love Calvin. Stop trying to erase I the Calvin. Like Calvin. Okay, I like Calvin. I don't like Calvin and Moira scenes. Give me Calvin with other people's scenes. Yeah. Well, anyways, the date basically ends with them being like, yeah, I, I could see things going far with you. I could see things going the distance. Like, it's just very obviously not happening, but they are trying their hardest for TV. Uh, and then they return to the villa. They talk about the beautiful suite and the band. And I think it was Sally who's like, oh my God, was there? a harp and Moira's like yes no wait there wasn't what's that big thing it's a cello she thought a cello was a harp oh Moira yeah checks out a lot Red agrees with her knowledge does not maybe Moira should read a book but that's okay. Uh, we then get the Sally uh, and Johnny date. They have their dinner uh, by the stage in like a massive theater. The They're like being pretty cute. Um, but then the curtains open and there's two dancers. And this was the most awkward thing I think I've ever seen in my life. Okay. First of all, my absolute favorite part of this is Johnny says this whole thing is cleared out just so we could have our date. Yup. No, Johnny. It's cleared out for COVID. Yeah. <laughs> like it's closed. It's not like it would have been full otherwise. Right. What was not in use for six months at least since you have been here. He finally got to rent it out for the day. Yeah. It's like he in his head, the producers walked in, they're like we need Johnny and Sully to have this alone. What's it going to take? We'll pay anything. No, it's just, it was available. The other thing is I noticed him say when the dancers came out, he's like, Oh, it's like, they're like us. It's like us. I was like, Johnny, stop trying to make the audience fall in love with you. It's not going to happen. Stop trying to make this happen. This was, I do agree a little awkward to me because it felt like they were judges on America's got talent. And I was like, where are they going to buzz these performers out of here? Like it was very weird because the whole thing to me is that, it's supposed to be like a romantic thing, but I always like to think of the performers in this instance of what's going on in their heads as they're watching these two people watch them dance. <laughs> as you can hear Johnny being like, I could do that. Mm-hmm. He literally says, let me show you what I learned. And then just sways back and forth on stage at the end of the date. <laughs> <laughs> like you learn nothing. <laughs> well, and I feel like at one point, like the, dancer like messed up a little bit even and I'm like yeah because these two are beaking <laughs> oh this couple <laughs> they I don't know they had some like good conversation that's the thing is I do buy that Johnny and Sally like really especially Sally really like each other and like maybe there is like a chance but I need to see once Sally sees everything outside of the villa and like gets to talk to people and her family, not on TV before I'm going to fully buy into this future. She needs that footage. I think Sally, like, because now here's the thing, right? They've like supposedly buried the hatchet, but 
that footage will speak differently. That footage was very, very different than what I think has been portrayed. So we'll just have to see if she's going to be fine after watching the footage of him sucking face with Mercedes over at Casa Amor for like three whole days. So we'll see. But I do think she likes him. I do think he likes her. And I do think they're going to do what it takes to work it out. Mm -hmm. But just everything Johnny says you got to take with a grain of salt because it's like, listen, you can say that we were built for each other, but also for three days, it didn't seem like you were built for her at all. So, yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see what happens with them. I do feel like there is a chance for mm-hmm. for them. So it's it's not like, oh, they'll immediately break up. Like, I think that it's possible that they'll be dating still at Thanksgiving. I would probably even bet on it, to be honest. I feel mm-hmm. like uh, they're going to want to give it a shot, feel like they owe it to themselves to give it a shot, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like it's just going to be kind of hard to move past. I know Sally is like, I never want to hear about Casa more again. It's like, you're gonna, so no, I'm get ready. Gonna. It's happening. No, I, I will listen. I'll give them, I'll give them till the new year. Um, I think that they're really, first of all, they're really going to want to try. I think Sally's going to want to try. But then after all that, I feel like they're going to try and secure that couple bag. So yeah, give me till New Year's and then New Year's Day or like 3rd of January. IG Live, we're done. And, you know, life commences. Okay, I can see it. I can see it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it was. It was, I thought it was really awkward. Um, so then it's bedtime. Everyone's going to bed and Caleb asks what everyone's best moment was. And Justine says hearing Caleb say, I love you, which is just like some really great, um, good footage to end that second last episode on. Mm -hmm. Get that footage in there before the finale vote. That's what you gotta do. (laughs) Yes. Okay. So then we're in the finale. And it starts with uh, Moira and Calvin in an outdoor shower. Why? Yeah, it was all steamy. A lot. <laughs> I was surprised. Like, you guys don't have to pretend you like it each other anymore. The vote is over. This is not making the footage of the previous episode, yeah. guys. <laughs> that was the most convincing I've, uh, I've been. Uh, convinced seeing the two. I was like, oh, oh, they seem like, okay, they seem like really into each other. I mean, I believe that anybody who's been locked away from society would be thirsty. I don't think that it says anything about them as a couple. <laughs> yeah, it's called Stockholm Syndrome. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, so then uh, all of the women leave the villa to go pick out their dresses and write their little like vows to the men and then the men write their vows and get set up with suits um i really liked how like the women walk into the little boutique everything's all set up and there's like a whole rack of dresses but you like you know that wardrobe has already chosen what everyone's gonna wear Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is the thing. I, I feel like on the UK, it's always like, oh, my God, look how ugly these dresses are. They try on like three like joke dresses and then it's just like, all right, here's your dress. Go out, walk, move. <laughs> so yeah. this is a thing. I wish that we could have seen a montage of them trying on dresses because I'm a big fan of a, a makeover montage. But alas, it was not to be. So the men are in their suits. 
Uh, Johnny has a classic black suit. Caleb has a stunning navy suit. Uh, Carrington's in the white suit, and Calvin is in a pink suit. <laughs> he just I looks goofy. I liked the pink. The white a- one is by far the last draw that I want. Yeah. I yeah, I, I agree that the white suit is worse, but I just think it's so funny when everyone else is in, like, relatively normal-ish suit colors to be the only one in, like, a colorful suit. Yeah. I didn't do it. <laughs> I, I like a colorful suit. Um, I just thought it was an interesting thing to key up. So then the women come in. Uh, Laurel was wearing a... Uh, red dress with a slit. It's like very open in the back as well with like a deep neckline. It, I really liked Laurel's dress. Um, Selly came in in a black and gold sequin dress, which also looked cute, but I just feel like um, I feel like Laurel came in in like a sexy dress and Selly came in in like a cute, fun dress. <laughs> Um, Moira was in silver sequins and then Justine was in a purple dress with cutouts and Justine in the purple and Caleb and the Navy looked so good together. Mm-hmm. They really yeah. did. Yeah, everyone's looking good. All like, you know, they're not going to provide them with a bad choice, but you know, we know who looked best. Hell yeah. <laughs> That's it. Um, so then they do like that awkward, like I feel like the Love Island finales are so awkward because, mm-hmm. um, so now all of the people like give their vows to each other and then they all go separate for one-on-one interviews with Ariel and then the winners announce. So it's just like a little disjointed, but, uh, first up is Johnny and Sally. Uh, Sally talks about how Johnny helped her grow. They've shared, um, their secrets. She feels like the luckiest girl in the world. Johnny didn't share all of his secrets. Mm, nope. <laughs> and then Johnny talks about how he uh, loses himself in the moment with her. That memories flood his mind. Sally is his ride or die. And it's like, I thought it was like a whatever moment. <laughs> They're fine. I feel like all of these are like baseline, like good. Uh, it, but, you know, only a few of these are going to be great. And, like, that's why you do these is for the ones that end up standing out. Yeah, yeah. it can't be all of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, the Bonnie to my Clyde. Yeah, the, my ride or die, Bonnie to my Clyde. It kind of was a little bit generic. Um, but Thelma also my Louise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Thelma to my Louise. Once uh, once we see the footage. <laughs> well, right I think like, it's possible that Sally could be Thelma or Louise, but I don't think Johnny is the other one in that circumstance. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, OK, so then we get uh, Carrington and Laurel. Uh, Laurel says that they haven't been perfect, but he helps her find comfort in that. Can't wait for their time outside the villa. Uh, Carrington talks all about how hot she is. He's like, you're sexy and hot and your body's great and your face is great and your red lips. Like, literally, uh, you couldn't parody it better than what he said. (laughs) I laughed so hard. He's like, you know, you're so sweet and your physique. And I was like, oh, stop. (laughs) Like, stop it. (laughs) Like, I thought Carrington, you know, he like later says that like, oh, he came in as a boy and he left as a man. It's like, no, you came in as a baby and you are like maybe a toddler, you know, six, seven years old about like <laughs> this is back to his old ways. I was cringing. 
It was yeah. so uncomfortable. I um yeah, uh, for me, Laurel saying in my 22 years, I was like, Laurel, <laughs> stop. Okay, in your 22 years, you got many, many years to come. You have not figured it out. And it's sure as hell not going to be with Mr. Carrington, who literally spent half the time talking about her physique and then half the other time talking about when they travel, which someone's got to spoil it to all Carrington boy. That's not going to be for a minute. So you are lying to yourself if you think you're going to end up waking up in Paris, Fiji or Thailand for that matter. I love when people talk about their 22 years as if they've been actively searching for their soulmate since they were born. <laughs> like, yeah. oh, I was six and just waiting for you. Like, no, that's not what happens. Yeah. Like, you were 14. And <laughs> then you started exploring proper at like 17, 18. So <laughs> it's been a couple of years. Okay. I- <laughs> just feel like Laurel's little vow speech thing was the equivalent of writing in someone's yearbook. You're great. Don't ever change. Have a bitch in summer. Mm. <laughs> I've definitely, I've definitely written a more meaningful um, paragraph in someone else's yearbook than uh, what Laurel did, but it totally reads that way to me as well. Like, Oh, just, I honestly, I really do like Laurel. I, I just feel for her. Um, and then we get Justine and Caleb and Justine says that Caleb kept her grounded when she felt that she was losing herself. Um, he reminds her how to love herself. Couldn't imagine being anyone else's queen says, I love you, King. I did cry, um, during this just for the record. Uh, And then Caleb says um, that watching Justine evolve in such a short amount of time has been his greatest joy. Anyone who is fortunate enough to spend even a moment with her becomes a better person. He can't wait to begin a life outside of the villa. And because of the foundation that they put into their castle, he has confidence that the king and queen can weather anything. Yeah. See this, like I said, some of them stand out. I was like, give them their crowns. I was so, yeah. you know, I had like a friend who had not really been watching the season, just ends up like tuning in on the finale and was like, I'm hysterically crying. <laughs> I was like, OK, <laughs> so like people are invested. This is the moment we wanted. And like, we got it. It's, I just love them. Yeah. My one question, gang, because it was so night and day with their their conversation versus everyone else. Why were they second to last? Why were they not last? Mm. That I wish I could tell you. I was very confused by that. Yeah, I was bothered because I knew going into it, I was expecting theirs to like really make me feel things. And it did. It was successful. But why do you not save the best for last? That is a question that cannot be answered. No, I mean, everything they said, it was like it was poetry in words and just really like you can't do it better. You can tell they used the every second of the time they had to do it, but they also did it so seamlessly like this is how they're feeling. So it's very easy for them to write. So I, yeah, I just loved everything about this. The King and the Queen, easy, easy titles to give out here. Very easy. King and Queen of my heart and of, I think everyone's hearts. And then Mm -hmm. we finish with Moira and Calvin, uh, where Calvin basically is like, uh, 
you make me laugh. We'll have fun. Uh, I was looking for love, but I found you. Yikes. <laughs> and then Calvin wrote a poem. I think it's rude to poetry to call what he wrote a poem. <laughs> he wrote a rhyming speech and it was so bad. And watching him read it straight off the sheet, like you could tell he didn't have it memorized at all and had to read every single word. And it was just like flashbacks to like grade 10 English class and someone's reading uh, out of like Romeo and Juliet. And you're like, oh, my God, when will this end? When will the next person get to read? Like I, I was I hated it. He even threw in like a fake proposal of getting down on his knees. And I was like, no, please don't do this. <laughs> like, it's cringy. I don't like this. Uh, yeah, that's Moira and Calvin. I guess uh, the reason why Justine and Caleb didn't go last is because it may have been like too abrupt in bringing in Ariel. So we had to get something to, you know, uh, bring the mood back to, you know, a standard flat line. Yeah, I here's the thing with with Calvin, right? So. I early in the in my in my watch of the season, I remember messaging Kirsten and I called I said the Carringtons referring to Calvin and Carrington because they kind of had the same trajectory to me where they're like going everywhere. They're like trying to talk to every girl that's there trying to like Goldilocks a romance, which is not the way you're doing. You should be doing it. But there's just something that I like about them that I can't figure. I think it's just the the, the goofiness because the the getting down on one knee and quickly backing out to me was like the right level of I can't believe of course you did this but also hey you kind of like you know recover from that real well I I guess what I'm saying is I'm not I don't hate him I would have hated him if he won but I don't hate him and that's better than what I thought you know episode twelve so you're a stan with Scally <laughs> the thing is. I like Calvin. I could see like Calvin, I'm sure would be like, Oh, like fine friend, but I don't need to watch all my friends on love Island either. <laughs> like, Absolutely. You know, well said. so that's what it is for me. I like Calvin. Uh, He's he, not the worst casting choice on the season. I like enjoyed him on TV, but it just was never, never clicked for him. Yeah. Yeah. No, it never did. And here's the thing. Moira coming in. Um, Kirsten, Moira, the minute I saw her, was giving me Betty Cooper vibes. So it's not lost on me that these two end up at the end together. Of course. Truly. Yeah. Of course. Well, I mean, they should have gone full Riverdale and he could have ended up with um, Julia to have the Veronica. (laughs) (laughs) Now, wouldn't that have been a scoop? Yeah, literally Riverdale unveiling in front of our eyes. But then I don't know who Sally is if... uh, Johnny's the Gargoyle King, but that's another story for another day. I don't know. I don't think Johnny's actually the Gargoyle King. I think that Johnny's probably like Johnny's probably like Reggie. Okay. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, we're starting to like cross into the Riverdale territory of it all. And I'm trying to figure (laughs) out who Sweet Pea is now. And is that Carrington? Probably. Um, No, we like Sweet Pea. I guess that's true. I okay. feel like maybe oh. Caleb is sweet pea. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so then Ariel arrives and well, I guess Ariel was already there, but like 
this is when she like really arrives because she actually gets to talk (laughs) a little bit um and so she takes each couple to different parts of the villa i guess it's like their last chance to showcase the villa it's like we're in the kitchen we're by the jacuzzi we're in the bedroom like it's very strange Uh, and they all just kind of have clip packages and then she basically asks every couple like do you think you have a chance to win which like what are they supposed to say to that Always yes. You have no other chance. I loved when Carrington was like, I have a feeling I know what America or anything. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he's seen it recently. Yeah, that one challenge clocked him to hell, so he knows knows where he belongs in the bin. Um, Yeah, I'm not going to. So, this is my first ever finale of Love Island that I'm experiencing. So, I was surprised when it was only an hour. I thought. How? How is a finale only an hour? It made sense given that the last 10 minutes before the the uh, results was just essentially recap packages of everyone. So I understood it. Yeah, that's, mm-hmm. the, the finale, I feel like, is always a little bit weird and it probably needs. I, mean, I don't know what exactly they would need to change to make it better, but I do think it needs mm-hmm. like something to spice it up a little bit. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think they had surprised us with so many two-hour episodes the whole season that I was kind of surprised also to see that it was only an hour. But at the same time, like, I don't know what you can really do because, like, the votes are already decided. You don't want to have anything too impactful after that goes on. So, you know, there's no new people. It's just like... Uh, this is mostly a result show. Maybe a reunion on a normal year. Like, I don't know what you could really do. Right. Yeah, I guess it, a reunion. Yeah, I would love a reunion, honestly. With, like, everyone from top to bottom. Like, bring all of them for a reunion. Because I do think, like, there's another show that, to me, the finale is always kind of lackluster-ish, and that's The Circle. Where I don't think mm-hmm. they're, they've, they've figured out how a finale needs to go for them. Because, like, this season was electrifying, right? Like cover to cover amazing. And then when it wasn't like exciting, it was still like heartwarming because of Jaleb. So to, for us at that point, I was like peak, like worried because I'm like, we're getting way too much um, Moira and Calvin for me to just be okay and be calm about, well, we're going to win. So it doesn't matter. So I was like, just get through these recaps. I need to know who's winning, please. (laughs) Same. And can you imagine a reunion this year? You would have the Casa Amor girls coming in mm-hmm. and like talking to Sally about Johnny. You would have Kirsten still simping for Carrington. You could have Connor and Mackenzie back. Like, <laughs> there's so much that would be going on. Well, maybe they'll be nice to us and give us a Zoom reunion. <laughs> I don't I, think that's happening, but it, I, I don't think so. But they would, they should. It is, it's money on the table, mm-hmm. ready to get like bacon. Yeah, I'm honestly, even if they were like, we're going to do a pay-per-view like finale Zoom situation, I would pay to watch it. Even like give it to me in two weeks when some of these relationships have like gotten the chance to see what has happened, see some of them shaking out. Don't give it to me six months from now. I don't think anyone's going to actually tune in. But like, you know, a week or a couple, at least a couple days, Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not going to be upset about it. Honestly, if they did it in a month, that would be perfect. Yeah, here's well, the thing though like um tlc 90 day fiance right now they wrapped up one of their seasons it's a three-part tell-all reunion <laughs> so for three weeks we're gonna have a reunion constantly with new content i feel like 
you could have 10 parts here. I feel like CBS is missing the mark. You know, wait two weeks. Give me like all the post dated drama. Now everyone's watched stuff or give me immediate. You have them watch the footage there and give us live reactions. I want it all. I'm curious. I would rather get it on TV than get it through like bits and pieces of IG lives. Honestly. Yeah, because right now I am going to be relying on people sending me content from their Instagram lives because I'm mm. not following all of these people. Uh, maybe a couple choice few, but uh, <laughs> anything, you know, major, usually like after six months, I'm just like Googling like uh, who's still together. Like that's all I need to know at a certain point. But any big drama, like I would like to tune in and just have that all there for me rather than having to seek it out. A hundred percent. Yeah. Cause I'm not going to go looking for it. That's just simply not going to happen. So at the end, they, uh, they do the announce the official announcement. They go fourth place on. And so fourth place, Carrington and Laurel, third place, Calvin and Moira, second place, Johnny and Sally. And first place, of course, as we already said, Justine and Caleb, what a night and what a season. I feel like this was just such an enjoyable season to watch and to cover. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like we said, I was getting real nervous. Uh, once they were out of the running, Calvin and Moira it was all over social media. People all of a sudden were like super into them and like uh, find they're like each fine separately, but together, like we had all been talking about for weeks and weeks and weeks. how like, there's absolutely nothing there. And then in the final two days, everyone forgot and thought they were this like amazing couple. And it was like on Reddit, on Twitter, I saw it everywhere. And I was like, Oh no. So, uh, you know, kept me guessing till the last minute, Justine and Caleb still winning was over the moon. Incredible. Um, shall we answer some questions? Of course. I should have gotten the questions up before I said that. Can you guys vamp for a second? Yeah. Um, yeah. So for me, this was, I, when love Island us started last year, I gave it a shot quite frankly, because I knew the two of you were going to be do podcasting about it. And I thought I need this content. And then the show did not hit for me. I did not even like having the one big brother person come through. Uh, I did not give me any interest this year. It just clicked. It all clicked. It worked out. I thought it was a lot of fun cover to cover. Um, there were some bits and bobs here and there that I don't know. I feel like a workshop would work real nice. But ultimately, I think this is a slam dunk show. And I love that Love Island went to prove we literally have the word island in our name. We don't need to be on an island. We can make it happen on a rooftop in Vegas. So that was a slam dunk. And I genuinely hope uh, with what we're doing right now, with the way the world is right now, that we get more Love Island coming soon. Because it seems like it's easy to produce and they should be able to get it done. Mm -hmm. Exactly. That's the thing is was a little nervous after the first season. Some people surprised we got a second, but uh, whether like, I don't know exactly how well it's done like TV versus streaming versus whatever, but it was like a major when we talked about it before, it was a major like property being brought into the U S that's super successful elsewhere, major bidding war. So if it wasn't on CBS, it would probably get picked up somewhere else. And I don't think CBS is willing to lose it that easily. Not like mm. we said, they're not producing much else right now. So may as well throw that winter or spring season of love island on and i'll be ready for it hell yeah um and i i can't wait to podcast about it mm-hmm. um, you can provided that we season, get so it's possible yeah provided that we get renewed which i think that we are uh, <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine i was like oh by the way we're fired <laughs> 
Um, so we do have a couple of questions. So Jordan wants to know how we would rank the dates from best to worst. And so I feel like we were all kind of in agreement of Justine, Caleb one, Justine, Selly two, but how would we rank the other dates? Mm -hmm. Um, so Carrington last Carrington and Laurel last, I think. I feel like their date was like in such a cool place though, that it should get bonus points. That's the thing is I'm not usually into like the car date, but I mm. feel like at least like you said, they got those views. Whereas Calvin and Moira, like, it, yeah, it was in a $30,000 suite, allegedly, according to Moira. And it had a harp. No way to cello. But like you could do this realistically. If you were sitting on a couch. You could hire someone to play like it's it's recreatable. Whereas the other ones I feel like are a little more difficult. So I'd probably go Caleb and Justine number one hard drop uh maybe do you go johnny and selly like i guess yeah i think johnny selly next yeah then carrington and laurel then uh calvin and moira yeah i'm not mad at that okay i forgot to mention also when we talked about the calvin and moira uh date it stressed me out so much that none of the people in the string quartet were wearing masks Mm. I was like, you guys are all close to each other. Are you telling me you all live together? Is that what you're saying? The dancers were not. Maybe they're all quarantined. They could be, you know. They could be in a bubble of some kind. Performing arts are hard right now. They Love Island may have quarantined them for the show specifically. You don't know. Could have been tested. It's entirely possible. But again, it goes back to what I was saying before. It's not about the, like, shame, shame, shame. It's about you should be having people in masks as much as possible to normalize it on TV and be a good example for the people that are sitting in front of CBS. That is very fair. I was going to say I'm actually very confident that they did test them before bringing them in on site. Oh, 100%. they They were definitely tested. Yeah. No way they create a whole bubble and then just like bring someone exactly. into it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You know what? Just sit 10 feet away. We're fine. Whatever. Uh, um, so then M is wondering what our thoughts are on them filming in Vegas. Now that the season is over, do we think that they will do it again in this type of situation rather than an island location? I think it depends what the world is like when they're getting back. I think up they're going to gonna be back on a rooftop in Vegas. <laughs> yeah. So that's the thing is, uh, especially if we're going looking at winter or spring for like another season, definitely not flying internationally. I could see them going like the Hawaii route if they are but able the Temptation to Island was supposed to do Hawaii and Hawaii sent them all home. Yeah. Again, I'm not saying if this is filming tomorrow, I'm saying <laughs> in the miracle world where things are good at some point again, ever <laughs> like they may look at filming, you know, because I feel like, yes, this ran smoothly. And yeah, it's probably like a lot easier on production to be based on like the continental U.S. But I also could see them like having in their heads like, oh, we need to get somewhere. So it doesn't have to be Fiji. And but I really it doesn't matter to me as long as like they show that it doesn't have to be Fiji for me hell yeah yeah it could be anywhere I thought it was it worked really well it did not make a difference at all except it was nice that it didn't rain every day exactly no I think that it's very again it's very very easy for them to pass it as like I I don't think anyone was sitting there like well this is not the authentic island experience that I sign up for every (laughs) summer so I'm out not the authentic island experience yeah it's like like if survivor came back with survivor wild wild west nobody is going to be like oh wow 
They're filming in the States. I can't watch Survivor. Truly, I just wouldn't think about it when I was watching. And then, like, mm-hmm. the abrupt, like, Caesars advertisement, I'd be like, oh, yeah, they're on a rooftop. I forgot. Like, just whatever. It didn't matter. The Caesars I mean, ads are, were so funny. And the one in the finale mm-hmm. in particular, when Matt Hoffman's, like, singing a song about a couple who met at Caesars and then returned mm-hmm. to Caesars to get married <laughs> was an iconic moment in TV. Yeah. I feel like, you know, it's, it's good looking people living a lavish, fun life, finding romance, coupling up, decoupling, finding a new couple. Everyone's beautiful. Everyone's having fun. It's Vegas every day, no matter where you put them. So I, again, I feel like it didn't change anything for me personally. And I imagine it's not going to change anything for anybody. And I do think that given the success of this season, given the fact that um, TV is going to be a little bit light on the uh, load. I feel like we're going to see this happen again. And I do think Vegas is a very, very easy destination for the next one as well. Yeah, we love hot dummies, whether they're on an island or landlocked. <laughs> we do not discriminate on our hotties. Um, so then last question. Mancy asks, who is the better interviewer, Julie Chen or Ariel Vandenberg? Hmm. <laughs> Well, I feel like it's not a high bar to clear when you're competing against Julie Chen for journalism points. So give me, give me um, Ariel. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like Ariel seems at least like a human, whereas Julie Chen will just be like, hey, lady, (laughs) I wish I could give you a hug, but I can't. Oh, I so wish that I could make human contact with you right now, but unfortunately, I cannot. <laughs> like, it's not because of COVID. It's because she's not a human. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the thing is, I think Ariel would be better if they gave her more time to work with in these little finales. Like, she's good for what they ask her to do. And like, mm-hmm. that's the thing. It's not like an open form. She gets to do what she wants. Yeah. She does what, they're asked, what they ask her to do. Yeah, if they give us some time, she'd be better. We've not had much Ariel, right? We haven't. And I think that there's not enough time for her to speak. She's not there a lot. But the way she walks in with confidence and kills that slow-mo every Mm. time, I feel like you can just tell that if she was given a larger speaking role, hosting role, she'd nail it. So I'm not mad at Ariel at all. And I I would not mind seeing more of Ariel moving forward. Hell yeah, they need to use more of her. So, okay, that brings us to the end. Does anyone anyone have any last? Oh, yeah. Right, I have her question saved. Scally reminded me. Thank you. <laughs> Good. Got your back. Uh, nice. Scally's in my bed. See, this is what happens when I get questions not, like, in the thread. When they come from another source, I will forget about them 99.5% of the time. So the great friend of the podcast, Mel Gotzer, sent us some questions as well. Okay. First, who is the most improved Islander? Hmm. In perception? Well, like, just like, in your opinion, who is the most improved? Let me look at the list of names again so I can jog my memory real quick. <laughs> um, <laughs> quick browse, quick browse. I feel like a lot of them started. So here's the problem is that, for example, Caleb, Justine, 
Sally. They all started high up for me and they just kept getting higher. So I'm more inclined to pick someone who was more closer to failing the exam and then got like a passing mark, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Same, same. Yeah. I yes. think so. I think actually my most improved uh, would be Connor because he went from being a whiny baby who couldn't be honest to leaving the show uh, and going to be with Mackenzie. Um, okay. This is a pick that you are. It's your pick, and you are. That's my you know, personal pick, and I'm standing by pick. it. It's fine. Um, Connor is a uh, big. Yikes. I didn't say that. I think he's my favorite, or that he's the best. You just finished describing how it's someone who started off failing the test and managed to pass. So, in what world is Connor? Fa- <laughs> passing the test when he had what he describes as the girl of his dreams proceeds to get mad at her comes back to her abandoning him for someone and then him picking Moira to get rid of her only to then get rid of himself a week later by not by friend zone friend zone after that he left and he is living with Mackenzie right now and they're posting cute pictures on NFL Sunday that make me wish I liked football and they have two teddy bears and they look really cute and so now he's most improved I didn't say he improved on the island he had to leave to get better it's fair when all I have to see are screenshots of Instagram stories sent to me of Connor making Mackenzie happy I'm also happier with Connor so (laughs) that's fair yeah, and I, we don't have to watch him on tape anymore. <laughs> yes, which I think is where we all win ultimately. That's how we. Um, okay, so I feel like I feel like part of me wants to go with Calvin. To be honest, and here's why: Calvin comes in, and initially, when Calvin and Moira were like, you know, starting to like get serious, I thought, hey. He seems like a good pick for her. Sure. And that, because initially I thought, you know, this is before we realized James was cuckoo bananas. And I thought, oh, no, like they're a good pair. And then that went like sour. He seemed fine. And then he had a big dip. Right. Because after that, that's when he starts becoming Carrington 2.0 to me. And he's like friend zoning people left and right. Like, no experience, no experience. But for some reason, I buy his feelings towards Mora a little bit more. Maybe not like 100 percent, but. I don't know. I don't know. There's just something redeeming about him that like a Carrington could never, but also he w- he will never reach the levels of a uh, Caleb. So I would, I would, maybe would give it to Calvin. I was also eyeing Calvin. Of course you were. <laughs> I, I was going to say Sally can't give it to Calvin because he has left Calvin from day one. <laughs> hey, it's not my fault. I saw the potential in somebody. <laughs> I have a good eye for talent. Um, <laughs> for me, you know what? Someone that I was frustrated with at points during the season enjoyed in the last couple episodes i guess i'll give it to moira if we're also having Mm. to pick another person i enjoyed her towards the end once she was like settled with calvin much more enjoyable on the show so moira was just fine for me at the end yeah if i didn't pick calvin i would have picked moira so we're on the same page 100 percent whatever it's fine um connor's season over in kirsten's house right and again, now it's not that i like connor i just think he's the most improved when you go oh, from a one to a four that is a jump in three yes, points it is a plus three this is true uh she also asked now that it is over who do we wish had had more time in the villa to find somebody Ooh, i like this question 
All right. Let me look at the Rolodex of people right here real quick. Um, someone who I think went too soon. So here's the thing. I think um, Kirsten stayed the appropriate amount of time. I think that she was there long enough. Too long, long even. Uh, yeah, I think she stayed yeah. too long. <laughs> I, yeah. um, I, th- I wish we had seen uh, Mercedes longer. Yep. Because mm-hmm. she should have come into the villa from Casa more. <laughs> that would have been drama and a half. I would have loved that. I would have loved that. The other person for me, and this is someone who uh, we literally do not hear from after like the first week, but I really thought Caitlin was going to be a bigger part of the show than actually came to be. And I think that she would have been good drama in the house had she stayed. So maybe a little bit of Caitlin. But then if the question is, who do we think would have found like a wholesome couple, like someone who would have actually used the time for good? That's a harder That's question to answer. we're here for, except for Jessica yeah. and Caleb. Then then the I, I stand by my decision then. I think that's a good call. I mean, obviously, Kirsten, you slept on the answer. Mackenzie deserved more time in the villa, first of all. Well, Mackenzie found someone. She should have <laughs> okay. stayed the whole season. You're right. But like, I don't she didn't think need any of these someone. rejects were finding someone, realistically. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I'm looking at Lauren would have been a mess and a half to have, even on the way out. She's like, I hate all of you. Like, don't talk to me. <laughs> like, she is, you know, still calling the paparazzi on herself outside of the villa. She is going to, she'd be good TV. Uh, you would have had Mercedes, as we mentioned. Even Jalen, I didn't love Jalen personally. Feel like he would have had good TV if he had more time in the villa. So I'm like, from a good TV yeah. perspective, I don't have faith in any of their finding love abilities. Imagine if production had made Connor bring Mercedes back with him. Mackenzie's with Jalen. Uh, Mackenzie and Connor end up choosing each other because they're like, what did we do? Mercedes and Jalen get together. Mercedes oh. tells everybody about everything at Casa Amor. Great time. Iconic. That would have been phenomenal. That would have been so good. Yeah. Okay. So if, if this isn't a question on your list, Kirsten, can we talk who was the biggest flop on the, on the season? Of, absolutely. We can talk about who is the biggest flop. Okay. okay. This kind of came up already because Scally alluded to it, but I'm going to bring it up and I'll see if I can find another one. Lauren was definitely brought in to be our like, you know, British bombshell and she was supposed to be amazing and she was everything but that. I think she was like a, you know, a dim match in the in the sea of torches and it just did not work well, out. Because so I think that they had production had it set up where it was going to go to girls choice and that was where the drama was really really going to happen with her like they had set it all up and like she was definitely gonna like dump trey and choose whoever she was gonna be with and it was going to be very dramatic but the Mm. way they did the vote outs she didn't get the opportunity and they like again Mm. that's why they really needed to look at how they were doing the voting Mm-hmm. yeah the timing of that is always bad like when you have one new person like they're always going to fall on the bottom uh yeah. lauren had potential but just ultimately cut short uh i would offer up julia's biggest flop coming in at the end sorry who couldn't have told you her name without looking at wikipedia mm-hmm. so <laughs> that is definitely i mean there are plenty uh deandre did not even know was on the season DeAndre so had zero three. confessionals this season um, you- <laughs> i feel like Cher was a bit of a flop 
Mm-hmm. Like, especially because she got the opportunity to come into the villa and then gave us nothing. Yeah. Um, remind me, who did Sheer come into the villa with? Calvin. Calvin. Ah. She had zero interest in. And then remember, yeah. like, Calvin goes to kiss her and she turns her face. Oh, oh she was the cheek kiss. Oy. She gave us that at least, but otherwise, like, and the mm. thing is, I feel like Cher has, like, attitude. Like, she very clearly shown that, like, it, whether it's indifference or just, like, not scared to tell you what she thinks, like, but that never manifested at all. We never got any type of her, you know, telling someone they don't like them, et cetera, whatever the case may be. It just was, like, barely one note. Didn't really do much for me. Yeah, I think she was the biggest flop. Yeah. Um, so first I'm going to ask another question. I'm sorry. I've just become the audience now. Um, so, cause I know you guys have a depth of knowledge in this. So first of all, has there ever been an Islander who's come back in a future season? I not for UK that I know there's been on one season that I can think of someone who left the villa and then came back at a later date but I cannot remember anyone coming back on a future season. Okay. So hypothetically, let's say that next season, they're going to bring back one boy and one girl from this season. Who would you want to see back in the Island again? Ooh. And this can be for like, you want to root for them to find romance or you just think they'd be good TV. This is interesting. Can I pick two girls? No. There, There are no, there are no <laughs> good, like specific choices you have to make here. <laughs> um, hmm. Kirsten, do you have an answer? Are you? This is so hard. <laughs> the thing is, I want Mackenzie to be happy, and if she's happy with Connor, that's great. If they're not together, I'm never going to say no to more Mackenzie. Otherwise. Give me Mercedes. I feel like time was cut short. Definitely showed that she's willing to mix it up. Probably mm-hmm. my pick there in terms of the guys, though. Hmm. Why is every part of me like, let's get Trey back in to for no. more? I'm not yeah. a Trey guy. No. <laughs> I feel like Trey would be fun. Trey was trying to get Justine dumped and then acted like a little baby when he got sent home. You know, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Someone who I don't feel like is going to bring a lot of drama. Um, but I know people, they, they, at least I saw like some people on production, like excited about him. I thought Pat could have been fine. Not super exciting, yes. but I that liked him. <laughs> so let me look at the, ew, Pat. <laughs> yeah, I was not, I was not a Pat guy. Definitely not. Um, <laughs> Is he the, is, was Pat the cake guy? No, Aaron, that was Aaron. Yeah, but both of them sucked. So it doesn't. <laughs> oh <matter>. my god! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He was boring, but we, we just didn't get to see him. I feel like he had potential, and he was cute. Oh, the blandness in that room, though. Like, come on, no, no, yeah, get out of here. Fine. Give me if you want drama. Give me Jalen. Like he's the one who's going to mix it up. Lots of people are going to be into him, and then he'll subsequently he'll be the Carrington. Just move on, move Wait. on, move on. Actually, you know what? I want Carrington to come back next season because I want to see him get <laughs> double digit dates. <laughs> <laughs> Carrington's not a bad pick. Date guy, date guy, date guy. No, no, he's not a date king by then, and he will complete his James Ryan. 
you know, crossover <laughs> Love Island version after that. <laughs> yeah, Carrington for Guy and uh, yeah, bring Lauren back. Give that fake accent a chance. <laughs> she would, I'm sure, love nothing more than and to like, give this one more round. I feel like for her to get another shot, like she was trying to bring drama and it just didn't pan out. On her second shot, she would be fully unhinged. Do you love unhinged? Right. So I do think so. Yeah, I'm not I'm not mad at those picks either. I looked at like the Instagram followings of a bunch of these people. Do you have you guys been keeping up with that? And do you know who has the most followers? I don't know off the top of my head. I know that there have been some pushes on Reddit to get certain cast members to like pass like big milestones in terms of the Instagram following. But I definitely don't know the exact numbers. So I've opened a bunch of them and I don't know if she had these before coming in or not. Caitlin has over a million. Yeah. yeah she had up. that to start. Uh, oh, okay. That makes sense. Cause like all the other newer, like old, like uh, early departure people have like closer to like, you know, couple K 20 K. So, okay. Yeah. And for I one episode, Lauren like doubled her followers since she was, Did she? yeah, she was at 15 ish thousand before she now has 32,000. Interesting. Mm-hmm. All right. That happens. I think that of like the people who may or may not have real followers, I think probably what Mackenzie's at the top. I think. Yeah, I think so. I think Mackenzie's kind of had the biggest leap um, as far as followers go. Also, I'm just looking at this list and I didn't remember who Faith was. Um, That's fair. Yeah, Yeah, one of the Casa Amor women, but you could tell me literally any fact about her and I would believe you. (laughs) she did do a reddit ama so she's at least i know she said she was like a big super fan she felt like a fan that was just like watching a live playing out of love island in front of her so she was fine but ultimately like eh, don't need to bring her back again yeah our lives are fine (laughs) yeah yeah i feel like it's also like so many people come and go that you could give me any name and be like Remember Mike? He was a sailing instructor and he was on for just like one day. And I'd be like, oh, yeah, totally. I remember him. Oh, Mike's a sailing instructor. What a reference to pull out. Yeah. Deep cut. Sometimes you just gotta pull those deep cuts. I love how you say, I don't remember anyone, but do remember the guy that was in one Big Brother advertisement and nothing else, but you remember him now. (laughs) Yeah, because he's like a meme. He's iconic. Like, he's an yeah. icon. He's been in as much Big Brother as I have. <laughs> oh, far less, actually. Yeah, I would argue that. Yeah, but he's the icon. So, it's fine. Um, so, my phone died, so I no longer have access to the rest of Mel's question. <laughs> oh, that's good. How that goes. Um, You'll never know. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry about that. I feel like we have so much, like we could banter so much more, but I just don't know what else. Oh, wait, I had one more thing I wanted to say. So mm-hmm. at the very end, when Justine and Caleb are like about to get their hugs and everything from everyone, Moira literally sprinted to be the closest one to Justine to get in the frame and get the first hug with her. And I, mm-hmm. that just goes into how much she loves attention. <laughs> 
Yeah, you know, Johnny got all the blame. I do feel like Moira, probably Calvin, a few of these people were buying for the airtime. Definitely yeah. on their minds. No, I think it was the episode, you guys talked about this, where um, Moira just promptly plants herself on the floor next mm-hmm. to someone who yes. had just finished their stripping routine. So Moira is definitely a cam hog. This we know that hasn't changed. Also, at one point um, when someone else was reading their text for their date announcement, she was twerking on a bed in one of these two episodes. <laughs> and that was like, OK, Moira, relax. Like you, you're not like getting your free con out of nowhere now. Come on. She was letting Sally's family know that she could hear them. <laughs> I can hear you. <laughs> I hope that everyone who listens to this podcast is twerking if they can hear us. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, no. I have one question for me as a, I would call myself a casual okay. of the franchise. Oh, yeah. I have tried and started a season of Love Island UK in the past, but I did not end up, first of all, I don't remember which season, and I didn't successfully finish it. So my question to you guys, uh, maybe because I'm assuming there's going to be people who have only watched the US version and now will want to continue on the journey. If you're recommending a season to watch, which season, if not chronologically? Okay, so... I not would, yeah, and I would say only go chronologically if you like fully know that you're going to get into it no matter what and you're going to watch. Okay. Like I'm a I really like season 1 of Love Island UK, but I know that it's not really what's going to draw people in. I feel like season 3 would be a good one to start with. Um and then I also with any season like if you're watching and you just aren't connecting to the people, just skip it and go to the next season. Like if you don't like the people, you're not going to enjoy the season regardless. So that would that would be my advice. Very good. I like the advice of because there are seasons that people love. I just don't connect with them. And I, I was a completionist, so I wanted to go in order. If you know that you are a completionist and are going to do everything, sure, go for it all. But in looking through, I would probably say seasons three or five, uh, probably my top two seasons. But they are, you know, deep bench of cast members who are entertaining uh, in pretty steady drama throughout. They do ramp up, but good all the way through. So three and five highly recommend if people have, you know, questions about which one come next, feel free to reach out. Always love talking about love Island, whether it's UK or us. Amazing. Thanks for the advice. Cause I'm telling you, I have Hulu and uh, this is the, I it's launched me. I'm, I'm ready. I'm, I'm watching. I'm in. Um, we'll see which one of these seasons I end up picking. I'm looking at it. There are six seasons available for me to look at. So I'm going to have plenty of content to watch. And now I'm going to be uh, bothering you guys even more than I already do. So. Uh, it's not a bother, say. first of all. Uh, okay, good. Again, as Kelly and I speak for each other on this podcast, I'm speaking for both <laughs> of us when I say that we love you, Puya. Um. Yeah, I was going to say, if you don't send your thoughts, I will be furious. So can't wait to hear them. Not furious. <laughs> more mad than Johnny was when he didn't win the money. In the more, end. more mad than James was when more wow. looked at another. Boy. OK, I wasn't pushing it that far. <laughs> got into Love Island after we already were the were the podcasters on REJP or else he would have taken that as well. 
<laughs> I'm tell trust me when I say and allow me to turn the tables on the two of you for a second. I don't think there could have been a better team assembled to take on this project. This is definitely the correct choice. This is the coupling that does not need to be recoupled, in my opinion. And I hope we get more content so we get more of this podcast. Big thanks there. Oh, okay. I think <laughs> now we're getting into the part where we're just being nice to each other. So I feel like it is time to bring the podcast to a close. Even though I'm sad because I'm having fun. Julia, thank you so much for coming on. You're so fun. And again, we just love you. I mean, thanks for asking me to be on. This was a fun experience for me. It's not often that I end up finding myself enjoying a brand new franchise of a show that I've not dipped my feet into. So to get to also talk about it as a more newcomer is always a gift. So thank you for taking a chance on me. I feel like it was a good podcast. I did realize mid podcast. I'm like, did I say Stockholm syndrome somewhere? And that doesn't really match to what I was saying. That's fine. It's a little bit later for me than it is no, for you on the West. No, you said it and it matched up exactly with what you were trying to say. Okay, good. Then I don't take it back. I'm doubling down. on it. <laughs> no, but honestly, I had fun and you know, it's always a pleasure talking to the two of you and hanging out with the two of you. And so if people want more from you, Puya, where can they find you? Ooh, okay. So if you would like more of me, first you can find me on all social medias, Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, Puyaism for all three, uh, easy access there. If you want to listen to me on podcasts for some reason or another, <laughs> you have three options. You can catch me Friday mornings talking big brother live feeds um, on the live feed updates. Or you can catch me talking 90 Day Fiance. Like I mentioned earlier, we're in the middle of a three-part reunion. So that's an experience. You can find that over on the Reality TV Wrap-Ups Network. And then, on top of all this, if you would like to hear me get into discussions, debates, and um, banter with my partner in life, Liana Boris, you can listen to the Mass Singer podcast where uh, when I tell you that puns are just scratching the surface and there's more anger and emotion than any other thing I talk about, <laughs> I'm not lying. So check that out if you're into any of that that was mentioned. You're the new Mike Bloom. I, I'm telling you, it's weird. It's weird for me to have, because I remember last season when we wrapped up the Mass Singer podcast, Liana was like, yeah, so you can find me doing the RuPaul's Drag Race and the B&B, &B, and then I'll be doing this and that. And then I, I replied and I said, yeah, you can find me on Twitter and uh, that's it. I have nothing else going on. I straight up said that. And now I'm like, look at me flexing. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's a good podcasting summer for me right now. Yeah, summer of Pooja. Um, and Scally. It's our last episode. I'm so sad that we won't be podcasting together for a little while, but Ugh. where can people find you? Uh, on Twitter, and that's it. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, but on Twitter, <laughs> at Brian underscore Scally. Uh, we'll tweet anything about there. I'm sure that I'll, you know, pop up every, uh, probably in the Big Brother a little bit, see where that takes. But the challenge is still filming, but soon to be putting out another season. When that comes around, uh, you know, hoping for a good one. We'll be talking about that on the Dom and Colin podcast with Matt Ligori. So people should definitely go check that out. And uh, otherwise, waiting on the new Love Island season. 
Hell yeah. And if people are looking to hear more from me, they can find me on all social media at Kirsten said what twitch.tv slash Kirsten said what um, I will be on the recap for the triple eviction on Big Brother 22 this week and then probably some other Big Brother ones. Who knows? Uh, and that is it for the season. Now, Scally, I'm going to read one of our five star reviews because it just made me chuckle to myself. Um, this one is from. Svetlana Stan, and they said, listen up, podcast, a five is speaking. <laughs> great <laughs> line, the great name also. Great Svetlana title, Stan. yeah, incredible. Uh, and then the, the body of the review is this. Between Kirsten being ornery and Scally being a snack, five out of five <laughs> podcasts would listen. Side note, the star of this podcast is Mari, and we need her back on. Um, how does it feel to be a snack, Scally? It feels great i will take any five star reviews that want to uh you know <laughs> that's fine <laughs> as long as as long as they're five stars i'm good exactly they could be mean on a five star review they don't have to be so nice uh and so yes we are ending the season with 131 ratings on itunes so thank you so much everybody uh the nicest gift that you could give us in the off season is to give us a five-star review a rating uh what have you you can do that at robhasawebsite.com slash love island pod uh as well thank you to will from america for our amazing theme song thank you to scott st pierre for all the work behind the scenes thank you to all of the amazing guests we had this season like i know we thanked all of you in the moment but literally i feel like we had such an all-star lineup and so thank you to them and thank you to the patrons of Rob Has a Podcast. If you are interested in what's going on in the patron community, you can go to robhaswebsite.com slash patron. And so for the last time, we will see you next season. Bye. If you're looking for love, well, you've come to the wrong place. Because Kirsten. Scally, well they don't know a thing and the men that they cast on this show are truly a disgrace so we don't care about the love that might be there yeah we just want to see the drama step into the world of power loyalty and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.